Welcome to the Video Insiders Podcast. I'm Carlos Pacheco. And I'm Tom Martin. And we are two uh, behind-the-scenes YouTube experts. We have been managing YouTube channels, YouTube networks, a boatload of content for many years, uh, generating millions of views, billions of views at this point. This podcast is about our perspective from behind the scenes and what's keeping you busy, Tom. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been doing a lot of traveling, actually. So uh, after Vid Summit, I came back and then a couple of weeks later, I went off to speak at uh, another conference over in beautiful um Park City, Utah, which was an amazing experience. Uh, and since then, I've just been like super heads down on either doing client work or proposals for new clients. Uh, I suppose from uh, a kind of news perspective on me, um, I've took, I've taken a quite a big decision. And one that, that is quite radical for me is that my company are now starting to offer uh, full YouTube channel management, which is something that I'd resisted um for the first year that the company was in business um but it just makes sense uh financially i can now make it work logistically and there's just a demand for it you know last year i gave away a lot of work to people that i trust but that work could have been done inside of my company so now i am offering that seeing how it goes uh, obviously limited spots because i don't have a giant farm of channel managers but yeah gonna see how that goes uh, if anyone's interested listening uh, please reach out to me tom at channelfuel.co uh, and we can talk about that but yeah quite a big quite a big leap for me nice it's something I've, been, I've resisted for a while but uh it is going to be great for me to get my hands dirty running channels again i do i do really enjoy that and i do really miss that so you're officially competition uh, there's a there's a there's a there's a big old there's a big old pun <laughs> I'm kidding. yeah i mean i can sort of like relate over the last few weeks i've uh decided to take a little step back being involved with uh, my wife's agency and and focus a little bit more on youtube stuff specifically because i kept getting a lot of people with content libraries coming my way and, and looking for help from the content ID perspective, uh, managing their piracy. So I sort of like jumped back into full-time YouTube content management, channel management, consulting on that space. And funny enough, it's, it's like media companies are still in the dark ages when it comes to this space. And I've met quite a few of them over the past couple of weeks and they're all like, you know, look at me with this sort of like your timing is impeccable situation where we're trying to get into the space. We don't understand it. We don't have anybody internally that gets it, all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of uptake on, on my end as well um, as I jump into being a full time, a little bit of a freelancer at this point. I've never been a freelancer in my life. Exciting time. Oh, hopefully exactly. there's lots of uh, interesting case studies that we can share with the listeners. Yes, yes. All right. So before we get on with it, we want to thank our partners and supporters, TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is the ultimate tool for creators to streamline their daily workflow on YouTube, allowing for more time to make great content. For brands to help reduce busy work and focus on what matters, growing your business on YouTube. For agencies to help manage multiple client channels and for networks, which gives partners the tools for success and an attractive incentive for recruitment. I, for one, 
often recommend TubeBuddy as soon as I start working with a client because it just makes my life easier. So selfish, but so smart. (laughs) And if for some reason you're not already using TubeBuddy, we have an exclusive Video Insiders discount, which is especially useful if you're running multiple channels. And you can find out more about that and take the plunge by visiting videoinsiders.fm forward slash TubeBuddy. Thank you, TubeBuddy. Let's just get started. You interviewed Jesse Lakes from Genius. Uh, how did that come about, Tom? Yeah, so I actually met Jesse at Vid Summit in LA just a, about a month ago. I was uh, scrolling through the Vid Summit app, um, and it has got a list of kind of attendees that had also registered on the app. And uh, Jesse stood out to me because I'd been using Genius for many, many years on my website. It's an amazing tool. If you don't know what it is, you're about to find out. So me and Jesse originally kind of sat down just to have a catch up and see if we could help each other out in any way. Um, and a quick, the kind of the business end of the conversation was finished in about 15 minutes, but then we, you know, we continued speaking for a good hour or so just about our, our shared background in building these kind of niche websites and internet marketing and all of that kind of interesting stuff that I could talk about for hours and hours. So he's ridiculously smart. He's got an amazing product. And yeah, I don't think we should waste more time. I think we should jump in, listen uh, to what uh, myself and Jesse had to say. And then myself and Carlos will be back on the other side of the conversation to put a bow on it. So I'm really excited to introduce to you Jesse Lakes, who is co-founder, CEO, and in his own words, head janitor. So he's taking care of all business over there at geniuslink.com. Uh, we're going to get more into the weeds, Jesse, but first of all, hello. Hello. Thank you for uh, the opportunity to chat. No worries. But before I think we can get started, we're going to have to do some really like uh, affiliate marketing 101 because there are going to be some people out there that have, you know, Genius Link is all about you know, really targeted mainly, I would say, for affiliate users. And we're going to be talking about in the context of YouTube here. But for the people who don't know, and there are some in this industry, what is affiliate marketing? Yeah. In its most basic definition. It's such an awesome question. It's yeah, definitely an important piece to know. Um, the basic gist of affiliate marketing is that brands and retailers will reward you for sending referrals their way. Um, and it's a basic a basic thing, um, but the gist is that you use a special link. That link has some some tracking identification added to it. And when someone clicks on that link, uh, goes on to buy something from the store you sent them to, that store will then yeah send you a commission, uh, pay you some usually a percentage of of the sale. So it's a it's a great way for those retailers. Amazon is the one we're probably going to end up talking about the most. They seem to have the largest affiliate program. Have been around one of the longest. Um, it's a great way for Amazon to to bring in additional sales, and it's an awesome way for YouTubers or other online marketers to to earn some some revenue from from the recommendations. And it all revolves around that kind of specialized link, a link with a, a unique set of tracking IDs added to it. Yeah, and I know for a fact that not everyone um, listening to this, we are more focused on the kind of YouTube industry and people mm-hmm. working for media companies, brands, stuff like that. Uh, and I know for a fact that not everyone in that industry either knows 
uh, about really affiliate links and affiliate marketing or knows about it and is not doing it. I know this for a fact because I've worked at massive <laughs> companies that don't utilize affiliate links for whatever reason. And one of my favorite stories that I tell is that I was working as a consultant for a rather large company uh, with a, a good YouTube following and they were having a kind of bi-weekly meeting where they were talking about all of their YouTube stats and their social stats and talking about driving more traffic to buy their licensed products. And so me as a kind of outside voice, I'd only been there for a couple of weeks, said to kind of like one of the heads of commercial, like, are we using affiliate links for these for these products that we're sending people to? And they were 90% in the room looked at me like I was speaking another language. Oh, no. So I went on to explain uh, what affiliate links were and, you know, how cool the Amazon Associates program was. And also mentioned Genius Link, which we'll come on to talk about. Hashtag, Thank you. Hashtag, hashtag not sponsored, by the way. Um, <laughs> That's important to not, disclose. <laughs> yeah, not yet, not yet. Um, but yeah, now I've been a I've been a user of Genius uh, for a long time. So, but then you know they were realized what an easy way to make money it was, considering they were sending so much traffic so quickly signed up to the Amazon associate account and a few other affiliate programs. So that's awesome guys. We're going to be here to tell you like, if you're not doing affiliate marketing for your, your brand, even if you're sending people to your own products, you're crazy not to be, to be doing it. So we're going to, can I interrupt you just real quick there? You know, we're hitting really hard about one of three of the major benefits of affiliate marketing. And that's around the revenue generation, which I I think, you know, definitely deserves to be first. But I think it's also really important to mention that there's two others. And the second one is, you know, what you kind of mentioned there at the end, when you are, uh, you know, linking to your own products on a third party's storefront. So you have some widget and you're selling it on Amazon. The affiliate program can provide a great way to see into that black box. Uh, you can start to track which channels are actually generating sales for you, which can be hugely important. The commissions obviously are nice, but if you know that Facebook actually converts, you know, 10 times higher than Twitter, then it's really easy to cancel your, your budget for ads on Twitter or vice versa, or email marketing is the way to go. Granted, email and Amazon affiliate is a, is a separate conversation. You have to be careful there. Um, so just that whole, way to see into that black box to get that tracking is is super important in my mind. And then third, um, and this is probably less applicable to this audience, but uh, using affiliate programs is often a great way to get access to really important um, uh, information in regards to these product catalogs. So uh, hopefully we're going to get a chance to talk about Kit here in a minute, but Kit originally started using Amazon's Associates program just so they could access Amazon's product advertising API. And the product advertising API is this awesome way to get tons of information about tons of different products. So uh, prices, images, descriptions, et cetera, all that's available because they were affiliate and able to access these tools. So revenue first, uh, access into the black box to get some better analytics, and then access to other additional resources are, are kind of the top three reasons we see people using affiliate programs in general. Sorry for the... Uh, yeah, <laughs> the no worries. So, uh, listeners, you can tell we're going to get real nerdy in this one, but it's really <laughs> to your benefit to listen to this because this is going to unlock revenue, but also, like Jesse says, some really key information for your for your marketing efforts there. So, n- now that we've kind of laid the groundwork, you know, who is Jesse Lakes and how did uh, Genius come to be? We actually met 
a few weeks ago at time of recording at Vid Summit in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just recovered from, <laughs> from some <laughs> in-flight sickness. Uh, hopefully, I didn't spread it to you. But you know, yeah. I know you're you're a really interesting story. But I'm sure our listeners would would love to know how Genius Link came to be. <laughs> All right, get comfortable. It's a little bit of a long one, but um, the gist was um, back in my my college days, I uh, got unfortunately kind of thrown into affiliate marketing. Uh, it was at the end of the dot-com era. I thought I was going to build websites and sell ads and make millions. And that just fell apart. So really started to learn how to, to do affiliate marketing. It was really the only advertising model that was available to me. Uh, fast forward a few years, I was running a series of websites that took the soundtracks from extreme sports films and listed them out. So um, movies about skiing or movies about snowboarding, surfing, etc. had a bunch of just tons and tons of different uh, lists with with links. And when people clicked on those links, I would obviously earn an affiliate commission from iTunes and Amazon. Fast forward another couple of years, and I've got this nice hockey stick growth on my, my websites as far as the traffic goes. But unfortunately, that revenue was really flat. Um, I just couldn't understand why the, the site was growing you know, gangbusters, but I just wasn't making more money. And my aha moment was when I realized that my site's traffic had really evolved, and I was starting to see traffic from all around the world. Uh, and the oh no moment was when I realized that that international traffic was being sent to Amazon.com and iTunes for the U.S., which um, in regards to digital products are, are very black and white in, in regards to if you can buy. So, Tom, coming from the U.K., if you go to Amazon.com and try to buy a digital product, odds are you're probably not actually going to be able to buy it. Uh, same with iTunes. It all matters on where your credit card is registered. So I had this great push of international traffic, but I was essentially serving them up broken links. Um, and the little bit of brainstorming with, uh, with my former college roommate um, and my business partner now, we realized that we could build what we consider intelligent links, a, a link that would send someone to the right destination based off their location or their language or their device or the operating system on their, on their device, uh, et cetera. And that really kind of birthed this whole idea that we could, we could build a better link management platform for, for the affiliate world. Um, unfortunately, the, the ambition got a little bit sidetracked there. I ended up writing a book about the Amazon affiliate program, sorry, about the iTunes affiliate program at that point, uh, and sent a copy of it over to uh, some people I found on LinkedIn that worked at iTunes and, and managed the affiliate program. I thought they were going to be really excited about you know, all this lost documentation. They had this amazing affiliate program, but there was no documentation. So I was hoping, hopefully helping them fill this void. Uh, and I got a response with a uh, cease and desist. They uh, <laughs> were really concerned that someone they'd never heard of could possibly know this much about the affiliate program. It must all be lies. So ended up uh, having a chance to to chat with uh, this this woman that uh, initially sent the note. Uh, and the first 30 seconds were very civil and polite. And then the next 45 minutes, there was a lot of screaming going back and forth. But at the end of it, we came to an agreement that they could have a, a few weeks to review the book uh, before I published it. And I could get their feedback and hopefully make the book even better. So I was, I was excited about that arrangement. The next few weeks went incredibly slow waiting for that feedback to come through. Uh, but at the end, out of uh, 160 pages, 60,000 words, they found three issues. I, I had a misspelling. Whoops. Uh, I used someone's email address that I probably shouldn't have. Uh, so they asked that I change that. And then finally, I flip-flopped some of the variables or one of the variables um, in, in the link process. So all in all, they were relatively impressed. And from there, they offered me a job. So I went from being a raft guide bum um, who did geek projects and wrote books on the side and spent all this time in flip-flops to moving to Cupertino, uh, having a cubicle and a commute. Uh, and it was uh, kind of this, this crazy, crazy lifestyle change. But uh, it, was, it was awesome. I've, I've always been a huge Apple fanboy, um, drank the Kool-Aid at an early age. 
Kool-Aid. <laughs> so again, fast forward a couple of years, working at Apple, uh, working with the iTunes affiliate program. It was amazing. I was able to solve a, a number of the issues that I'd written, written about in my book. Uh, we got the program to a, to a great place. Um, but ultimately, as much fun as it was working with incredibly brilliant people, uh, I noticed I was becoming fat and lazy. Um, it was, it was a great job. I worked hard, but my, my true ambitions are as an entrepreneur. Um, I'm just really not cut out for the corporate world. So at the same time, um, I saw that Amazon was significantly increasing its footprint with its affiliate program. And we were also increasing the footprint of the iTunes affiliate program as we were rolling out more, uh, more stores across the world for iTunes. So it really just kind of seemed like the solution that I'd started to build with my, my former roommate really was needed at this point. So in early 2012, I, uh, said goodbye to my friends, um, at Apple and, and started off on what was initially called GeoWrite that, uh, evolved into Genius Link and, uh, it's been a wild ride over the last uh, seven years, but we're, we're here today talking about uh, Amazon affiliation on YouTube, and I couldn't be more excited about that. Yeah, so it's an incredible story. Um, it's a shame you didn't also get to spend some time fixing up the uh, Amazon <laughs> <laughs> affiliate program, but uh, we'll probably save that for another conversation. Uh, yeah, so for those of you that really haven't caught on yet, so Genius Link is the product that now lets you use one link and that will send the user to, uh, like Jesse says, an intelligent link. So if wherever you're based or whatever device you're on, and it's not just for Amazon, it's for all different affiliate programs, as you can set, they'll be sent to like the most relevant version of that link. And for me personally, it's been a real game changer selling a book that's uh, available on Amazon all throughout the world. I use one single link, which is optimizationebook.com. Shameless plug. Yes, do it. If, if you if you click on that, if you type in that link, that will take you to the UK Amazon store, the US one, Germany, Spain, Canada, Japan, India, wherever you are in the world, that's going to send you to the most relevant Amazon store for you. So that is how powerful the tool is that's not the only uh kind of <laughs> similar kind of company that now is part of the genius link family because recently you acquired kit.com which i'm assuming uh many of our audiences may be a bit more familiar with because it's uh, a website that many kind of bigger youtube youtubers use to showcase the kind of gear that they were using i think it was very popular or is very popular with people showing off their camera gear and mm -hmm. tripods that kind of stuff uh, so probably a bit more well known to our audience. So I, I don't really want to go too much into why the decision was made for you guys to acquire kit.com. I think that's, <laughs> that was, that's the easy part. Yeah, <laughs> that's the easy part. Um, but, but more in, more interesting for me is what does it mean for your company? What does it mean for users and will, will genius and kit kind of start to merge into one or do you still see them as kind of, separate products with their separate identities great question um yeah we were really fortunate to to be able to to bring kit under the genius link umbrella uh kit is obviously a, a awesome community for for creators and, and youtubers to share the products that they they love and use every day um that focus around products really overlaps nicely with uh with what genius link is focused on as well you know to bat you know kit.com is chock full of Amazon links as well, which is, uh, where we initially were able to, to connect and, and really kind of help out, um, with kit. So we followed the kit story for quite some time and really saw an opportunity there to, 
to take this community and, and help them level up their affiliate game. You know, just taking a big step back, right? Affiliate, in my mind, is one of the most important revenue models for, for YouTubers. Yes, you have sponsor deals. Yes, you can, you can do ads. Yes, you can, you know, build an audience and, and monetize via Patreon. But ultimately, it seems like affiliate marketing is, is the monetization way that kind of spans all those. And, and really, you can start from the get go and, and really expands past. But it seems that so many of the YouTubers we talk to and we see on a regular basis just are not maximizing the opportunity that they have with, with affiliate marketing. So again, it was, it's a, a great opportunity for us to kind of take these deep skills in, in affiliate marketing, you know, really specifically around Amazon, et cetera, and apply them to this massive audience that can get great value from it. So back to your question, are they, are they going to be aligning? Absolutely. We, um, one of the big things that we've seen over this last year is, uh, this whole, let me take a step back. So you're absolutely right. Genius link traditionally has been all about making sure that one link works with your long tail, right? Instead of just monetizing your core audience, which is what's typical, right? Instead of just using amazon.com link for my audience, which is primarily us and Tom using amazon.co.uk link, which is just, you know, primarily towards his UK audience using one link to monetize that full global audience has really helped our clients monetize that long tail, that mid body and that long tail of their audience. What we're noticing now is that instead of just including a single Amazon link, we've been experimenting with these things called choice pages. Uh, and it's essentially an interstitial that pops up, tells you a bit about the product, uh, keeps it very simple, but it also includes multiple buy buttons. So it's, it's usually ideal to have Amazon as that first buy button. That's a Amazon. It's obviously doing a great job on their global domination, but there are also other retailers out there that are doing a good job, especially in camera gear or especially in these other niches. So, uh, just an example, Armando from Mondo Bites, um, a relatively popular, um, YouTube uh, channel that we're, we're huge fans of. Uh, he's been experimenting with this for a while and saw that with the same amount of traffic, he was able to double his commissions and become a, a top refer for, for B&H photo video. Um, so the idea that not only can we help you monetize that, that long tail of traffic, but helping you start to monetize your core audience as well by providing those multiple buy buttons has been this massive lesson for us at Genius Link. And we think that kit can take huge advantage of that. And again, that's just one way that we're, we're seeing that we can help those YouTubers already seeing value in kit, just level up their affiliate game. Sorry, that was a very long winded response. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm really interested in that answer because I think the common affiliate kind of, uh, wisdom is that it's best to send people to Amazon because there's a trust factor there. You know, people know that they can trust Amazon, that they're not going to get ripped off. They've got their credit card details in there already. You know, they might have a prime membership, which is going to make buying a lot easier. So it's interesting to me that adding someone like B and H who for people that don't know is like a camera and tech independent merchant. Um, it's, it's in, interesting that that would increase sales. So is that, do you think that just me just being curious, do you think that there's a bit of a backlash against Amazon as now this big giant corporate beast and people more willing to give their money to the kind of independent retailer? There's, there's a lot. Great question. Absolutely. Great question. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, in, in general, uh, there's, there's a couple different sides to this. Um, from the consumer standpoint, there was an article that came out recently that said Walmart is actually starting to, to pick up market share in comparison to Amazon. And I think that, yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. Amazon has supposedly hit about 50% market share, uh, at least in the U.S. e-commerce space. And that's obviously massive, but it seems like they've plateaued there. 
Uh, so from the consumer perspective, you know, not everyone loves Amazon. If we kind of take that 50% number and, and kind of extrapolate on that, uh, with, uh, some loose basis in science that, that assumes that one out of every two purchases is on Amazon. If we, we directly apply that towards specific categories, that means that you're probably only capturing 50% of, of the clicks or purchases that you could. The second aspect of that kind of on the consumer side is that when you provide multiple buy buttons next to each other, it's really easy for people to do some price checking on their own and do some due diligence. So if you're about to, you know, pull the trigger on spending a couple hundred or a couple thousand dollars, it's likely you're going to go into that purchase a lot more confident if you've checked a couple other retailers first. So, you know, maybe I, I don't love Amazon, but you know, I check B&H and B&H prices a hundred dollars more. Well, then I'm probably going to make that purchase on Amazon right then and there again, because I've already done my research or, you know, flipping it around. You know, I, I normally buy everything on Amazon, but B&H I've heard good things about. And if B&H is maybe slightly lower price or has some offer that Amazon doesn't, I may be willing to pull the trigger then and there as well. But I've been able to do that due diligence, do that research uh, essentially on the fly. My intent to purchase is likely higher uh, because I've, I've been able to do that quickly. So lots of different things. We don't know exactly what's leading to it. It's probably a combination of different things, but it seems that consumers are more happy to buy from a choice page or more likely to buy from a choice page than from a direct link to Amazon. Yeah, which makes total sense until Amazon just buy everyone, <laughs> including yeah. B&H and Walmart. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really happy to hear like a really strong kind of YouTube case study. I'm assuming that Genius Link is used for bloggers, podcasters, all sorts of people, you know, social media, anywhere on the, on the internet, really. So mm-hmm. I'd love to know what have you noticed more about the YouTube kind of corner of the market and, and how important of a market is the, the YouTube creator for Genius Link? Yeah, so I'll answer that last part first. Um, the YouTube market is is amazing. Um, you know, I, I'm not a YouTuber, so I feel <laughs> like a, a newcomer into the, into the space. Um, but it's, it's really cool to see just the impact that these, these personalities, these channels have. Um, so you're absolutely right. We work with tons of, you know, premium publishers, um, you know, some of the biggest names, um, in tech that, that do reviews and, and share news, et cetera, are using our platform. We're really fortunate in that. We also work with incredibly small blogs as well, as well as the yeah, authors, musicians, et cetera. But if we look at all of our clients and kind of stack them up, we can see that some of these big publishers with, you know, tens or hundreds of people, uh, or thousands of people are maybe generating as many clicks as a single YouTuber can. Um, and I think that just really speaks highly of the value that a YouTuber can can deliver when building a really curated audience, a really curated community where where they're really giving a lot of value. They're in a specific niche where they're they're you know kind of a a thought leader in that space. You know, when they recommend or promote a product, their audience really listens and generates significant volume versus you know blogs and, and websites that, that talk about products or doing reviews. Those, those seem to have less loyalty and as a result don't have as, as much traffic. Now, again, every site is different. We've seen some websites that do amazing, but in general, um, our, our top clients tend to be YouTubers and tend to be smaller groups of YouTubers that have done incredibly well by focusing on a very specific niche. So from the pure business perspective, it's a, it's a much easier win. Uh, it's way easier to go to a YouTuber or a, a small team and say, Hey, this is the value we can provide. Please check it out. You know, 
what, what can we do to help versus going to a, a larger company and saying, okay, you know, we can solve these problems for you. That larger company requiring a custom contract and requiring us to, to work through different, you know, privacy and GDPR compliance things that really are not applicable whatsoever. But because some lawyer said that they're you know, essential to have signed off, it, it just creates massive overhead. So at the end of the day, the YouTuber audience is, you know, business-wise has been really good for us, but on the flip side, it's been really good for them as well because, again, with that audience that they can drive, they can see huge upside from monetizing the full the full um, scope of their audience, not just their U.S. traffic or not just their U.K. traffic. I'm, I'm really glad you brought up the subject of uh, kind of the legalities around <laughs> uh, affiliate marketing because, one, th- you know, YouTubers do on the whole know how to monetize an audience pretty well. And I think that that trend is growing, although some people are still absolutely advertising revenue, which is extremely dangerous, which I, which I tell everyone. But one thing that I see consistently across all channels that I work with on like a consultancy basis, or if I'm just, you know, if I'm just a fan of a channel and I'm watching is that when they have affiliate links, whether that be for Amazon or uh, whoever, the disclosure to the audience that they're using affiliate links is much, much, much more inconsistent. And I'd say on, on the whole, pretty much non-existent, you know, I can tell pretty much that there's an affiliate link there. Cause it's probably going to be like an amazon.to link. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that for the kind of uneducated audience or just the audience that don't know so much about affiliate marketing, you know, they're not in, you know, enlightened that there is a, a financial gain for the creator to have by sending you to a, an affiliate link. And I think that's increasingly dangerous with the amount of attention that YouTube is getting from the FTC in the States and the Advertising Standards Association here in the UK. Uh, what is you? I know, obviously, this is I'll, in advance. I'll I'll let everyone know that Jesse is not a lawyer, and this is not legal advice. But just kind oh, yeah. of, uh, <laughs> just have you got any kind of tips or best practices around affiliate disclosures, especially in videos or in video descriptions? Because not only is there kind of general laws, but then also people like Amazon have their own rules, don't they, about mm-hmm. uh, disclosing that their links are actually uh, affiliate links. Yeah, this is this is a huge can of worms. I'm glad that you're you're pushing on on people to really dive into it and, and get to, uh, get to the top of it because it can be incredibly dangerous. There's nothing like uh, not only losing out on all your revenue, but also ending up with a lawsuit against you. So uh, please please pay attention to your disclosure. So there is a lot there. I'm only you know again I'm not a lawyer. This is my interpretation. This is how I understand it from from talking with my peers, etc. But I'm only really an, a quote unquote expert on in regards to the you know links in in the description sort of thing in, in, in regards to the Amazon affiliate. Uh, and this is actually really timely as well. So uh, Amazon sent out a note uh, just about a month ago uh, reminding people that there's an FTC disclosure that they needed to as well. And this was kind of a huge eye-opening experience for a lot of the people that I'm talking to and for us as well. And the gist is that Amazon, when you're using the Amazon affiliate program, you need to have two disclosures. You need to have an Amazon disclosure that's at the channel um, level, and you need to have the FTC disclosure that is at the uh, post or link level. Uh, and it's important that you have both of those um, 
the FTC disclosure needs to, as you mentioned or alluded to, that there's a, a monetary relationship ex- existing here. So just you know, using hashtag affiliate, the FTC says is not enough. You have to really kind of hint at the, the financial aspect of it. So you know, I may earn commissions from the links below is, is much more in line. I actually wrote a blog specifically about this and published it last week, um, which uh, if, if you're interested in more examples, I can, I can point you to there. But the gist is you definitely need FTC disclosure at the link level, you need the Amazon disclosure at the site level, and you just need to be upfront and and best to just to have it up, yeah, very much in your face and instead of kind of hiding away, which we've seen a lot in the past. Uh, on top of that, if you're using a third-party tool, uh, such as Genius Link with your Amazon links, you need to disclose to the user as part of Amazon's policy where those links are being directed. So if you're using uh, Genius Link as just a straight uh, redirect that will take you to your local Amazon store, it's best to mention Amazon in your proximity. If you're using one of our choice pages, one of the, the newer technologies that we've, we mentioned earlier, then we actually have those disclosures on the page, as well as the affiliate disclaimer on the page to ensure you know, that, that the legal aspects are, are more broadly taken care of of and, and uh, that's something again we can help control but yeah please please pay attention to this i know two buddy has also rolled out a tool not too long ago to uh to help make sure that your disclosures are there as well but it's it's something that is definitely coming to light uh that ftc is definitely leaning on amazon more heavily now so it's it's a, a great way to get your yourself kicked out of the program is to ignore this yeah, this is uh, this is one of the reasons why I love having this podcast because I get to ask selfish questions and learn <laughs> stuff that I didn't know. So I didn't know about the kind of um, cloaked links policy from Amazon. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's easy for me to fix because I can just say, and this will take you to your local Amazon store. Uh, and I didn't know that our our lovely and favorite sponsor, um, TubeBuddy, have a tool to help you with this. So as always we cannot recommend TubeBuddy highly enough, especially now we know it can help you with your affiliate efforts. Yeah, so real quick on that, I was talking to Phil the other day and he mentioned it. I know he's used it with uh, one of our shared clients. I don't know how publicly available it is. Uh, I think it was still an early day, so I <laughs> I probably should have got permission to, to from him before I mentioned it, but I know it's a great tool. Um, and yeah, they're, they're solving some problems there. So that's my disclaimer. That's all right. Phil's good friends with us. He will, if he's going to let an exclusive slide anywhere, he's going to let it slide on the video inside of this podcast. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, Jesse, I cannot get an affiliate genius, no pun intended, on this pod. I cannot let you leave this podcast without giving us just two or three top affiliate marketing tips to get us more clicks uh, and more affiliate revenue. Sorry to put you on the spot, but you need to deliver here, Jesse. Okay. Um, and one of the tips cannot be to use geniuslink.com because we already know that. <laughs> so yeah, monetizing your long tail is obviously a huge step forward. A lot of people uh, think they sign up uh, with one link. One link is the uh, JavaScript based service that Amazon offers for, for kind of the geotargeting. Uh, one link does not work with your AMZ and .co links on your, in your video description. So um, yeah, not that I'm pushing us specifically, but just be cognizant that even if you sign up for one link and think you're all set up with one link, your, your links on your, your, um, descriptions are, are not working. So encourage you to find a better solution for that, but that's, we'll put that to the side. Call to action is, is one that is, um, often kind of left alone and you need to be a little bit careful about call, the call to action that you use. Um, you know, Click the links below to support me. Will actually get you in trouble with Amazon. You can't incentivize. You can't ask for support. You can't ask for sponsorship, but you can 
there is still some some good area to to encourage people to click the link or check the price or find the item um, with with the link below. So don't just put the link there. Give give some some direct commands. You know, don't don't support me, but you know, go go check it out. So I encourage you and and your your listeners to to experiment with that. You can you can find some 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 good upside there. The other thing, and I. Again, I'm not a YouTuber directly, but I've heard this and it makes a ton of sense is that a relatively common practice is to list out the gear that you use to, to film that video. And I've heard that that actually, it can cause some real SEO challenges. If you're doing a review on a phone, but then you list out, you know, the 10 different products that you use to film that, that video on the phone, you're starting to compete with uh, keywords and specific keywords, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's best to, if you are going to list gear, use a platform, say like kit to, to, you know, just have a single kit page that includes all the gear you're using so that you can really focus that description and make it more um, SEOable for, for the specific uh, topic of the video. What else have I got for you? Uh, be sure to check your links. So uh, again, Genius Link can help you with this, but if you're just using straight Amazon links or just affiliate links in general, I'd encourage you or a, a virtual assistant to go back to some of the older videos uh, and just to click through those. Make sure that product still exists. Make sure it's still for sale. Uh, make sure it's not out of stock. Uh, it's really unfortunate that if you've got a great evergreen video that's still generating clicks, but your affiliate links or your that your, your calls to action are essentially sending that user to a dead end scenario. You know, you've just done a lot of work to essentially end up with, with no upside from it. So make sure that your links are always working or always sending to a product that is available for sale, uh, et cetera. Nothing's worth than sending, having an awesome video to recommend some product that still is, is great today, but it's pointing to a 404 on Amazon. Um, that's, that's definitely a face palm. Yeah. Fantastic tips there. So uh, just one more question before you go, what is next for you and genius and kit? What can we look forward to in the future? Yeah. So great question. You know, Amazon again is an incredibly important ecosystem worldwide, but as we're finding with our choice pages that it's not the one and done sort of thing. Uh, on top of that, Amazon, you know, continues to mess with their uh, affiliate commission rates, et cetera. And, and, you know, our clients are seeing that it's, it's, uh, can be risky to put all their eggs in the Amazon basket. So one of the big things that we're pushing on is, you know, being able to, if you give us a single link, Amazon or whatever, we can find that same product in other stores. So we can help you build those choice pages on the fly and really help you diversify and, and, um, ensure that that revenue stream is, is always going to be strong, no matter if uh, certain merchants come and go or raise or increase their commission rates. We think it's just a, a safer play for everyone to have a couple different buy buttons for every product they recommend. So, so they're just in a better place and having money coming from, from multiple places among the other benefits we're talking about. So uh, with both Genius Think and Kit, we're really aimed towards that whole product matching piece, building the quote unquote product graph where we can, we can do a good job ensuring that your recommendations are, are an easy buying experience for that end user. Well, that's, that's really, really powerful. It's like, it's, you know, it's even going to be, not only is it going to make you more money, but it sounds like it's going to be really, really efficient in just basically doing all of the, all of the legwork, which is uh genius design because YouTube is our, <laughs> inherently lazy creatures so uh, doing that, in general are inherently yeah. lazy creatures <laughs> yeah so doing that legwork is uh yeah is a uh, is perfection so jesse i just want to say thank you once again for taking the time to see us we're going to link to 
all of the stuff, including Genius, of course, um, and all of the links, including the, the blog post that Jesse mentioned in the show notes and on our socials. So all that remains is for me to say, Jesse Lakes, thank you very much. My absolute pleasure, Tom. Thanks for, thanks for giving me a chance to share our story. Thank you. That was amazing. Thank you, you know, Tom, for obviously organizing that. Uh, I'm constantly amazed at the lack of knowledge when it comes to affiliate uh, links and marketing. The fact that companies don't know that they can literally double dip on their own products, uh, especially if they distribute through other retail outlets that do affiliate marketing. Yeah, and let's let's get it right. There's no brand out there who's selling products that's not on Amazon. You know, yeah, exactly. One of their, whether it's a DVD or a plushie or a book, there's going to be something to do with their with their brand that is available on Amazon. Exactly, and the thing is, what kills me is that you know we often uh, the biggest complaint that often brands have, especially when they're dealing with you know third party distributors, is the black box of like not knowing what's really driving the sales is it their marketing is it the retailer doing any marketing and often the retailers doing no marketing so you know like by tra- creating sort of like that trackable link and you can really see what's driving sales you can optimize your own sort of like your own sales essentially right your own marketing so it's it's just to me it's it's basic uh marketing you know basic marketing tactics that often get left out of the average creator who's just focused on creating content but also needs to start learning how marketing all these marketing tools that help drive you know new revenue streams and give them more insights as to what's working yeah and i think what's really apparent and from my side and what really stood out in the conversation is that lack of knowledge and i showed my lack of knowledge in the conversation that knack, that lack of legal knowledge around where and how to disclaim for affiliates because it's kind of like it's still the one kind of paid sponsorship whatever you want to call it uh, product placement that is totally people are just not disclosing it and i don't i don't i genuinely don't think that is malicious or done to intend to fool people i just think people just don't believe it's something that youtube or the ftc or the ASA or whoever it is in where you are in the world are kind of worried about it are going to crack down on it. But I can guarantee you that there's going to become, there's going to come a wave. There'll be the, the affiliate apocalypse <laughs> to add to all of the apocalypses that we've got. Um, so yeah, thanks Jesse for enlightening us a little bit more on that. And I'd urge you all to double check what you're doing with your affiliate links, whether that's yeah. on YouTube or beyond, you know, you need to double check. Yeah, I would actually, you know, that to me would be an awesome sort of like uh, video series ideas for for Genius if they if they ever decided to do like content. It would be to educate people on what needs to be done when you do insert an affiliate link. And, you know, I've seen sites disclose more and more, but, you know, creators don't disclose. And uh, that's, that's important for everybody to sort of know. Awesome. So we're going to have... Uh, we're going to also put a bunch of show notes uh, in the description of this podcast and all the links that were discussed during the show. And um, anything more to add, Tom? 
Now, I just want to say a massive thank you to Jesse for taking the time to talk to us. And also, of course, thank you always to our sponsors, TubeBuddy. Thank you, TubeBuddy. And if you want a, as we said at the beginning of the show, if you want a special price for TubeBuddy license, visit videoinsiders.fm slash TubeBuddy. Just before we go, we have uh, obviously this interview. We've had some other interviews in the past. We've got some other interviews lined up. If there's anyone in the YouTube industry you'd love us to talk to, please let us know. Uh, either email hello at videoinsiders.fm or videoinsiders on any of the socials. We'd love to know who we could get on the other end of the microphone next. Yes, we're appreciating the emails, especially like I think Andrew is the one, one that's emailed us a few times. He's given us some, some few ideas on, on discussion topics for the future. So thanks a lot. Yeah, don't forget to share this with a friend, rate and review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice because it will help us to get discovered by other video insiders just like you. Until next time, see you later, Carlos. See you later, Tom. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do.